0: hello friends and welcome back to life on the vine and i am hutch and i'm here with my colleagues eric and duff and today is tuesday uh hopefully you have been with us these past couple of days as we've been making our way through holy week and walking with jesus we've been following the gospel of john today we're in john 14 as jesus is speaking with his disciples And this is what is sometimes known as the upper room, the beginning of the upper room discourse. So um, we'll have some time of quiet. We'll have a song and then we'll get into the scripture. So thanks for being with us for another day.
1: All oh, love's excelling joy of fear to earth come down, faith and us, thy humble dwelling, oh thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, thou art whole, compassion pure, unbounded. Salvation in every trip. It's beginning. Set our hearts. Then, thy new creation, pure and spotless, let us be. Let us see thy great salvation.
2: prepare our hearts to the word of God and this beautiful passage from John 14 verses 1 through 7 and verses 15 through 27 as Jesus comforts his apostles. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. And I, too, will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But, Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. reflect on these words of Jesus, take a moment to take a deep breath and settle in. Think about the backdrop to this upper room discourse, what's happened leading up to this. We think of Jesus telling the disciples that he is the good shepherd, that he will lay down his life for the sheep. He has mentioned that they will only have the light with them a little bit longer. He raised Lazarus from the dead and messaged around that. It's like he's, he's leading them and preparing them bit by bit to this moment in time as he prepares to be taken captive. Mary anointed him with perfume, and at that point he said that that was an anointing for his burial. He talked about it was time for the Son of Man to be glorified. So as you think about this, you think about that this is troubling, that all of this is coming to a head, and that the apostles have to be nervous about uh, what's coming ahead. And so in this time of probably confusion for them, and um, thinking through the what ifs, and considering that this may not be turning out the way they thought it was gonna be turning out, we see the compassion of Jesus and his wise words to them. So consider these questions. Jesus comforts his disciples by telling them he's preparing a place for them and he wants them to be with him. How might this give them a sense of belonging? How might this give you the same sense? see Thomas, you know, asking a clarifying question, and that I don't know the way, and Jesus responds to him by saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. What does he mean? How does this promise, this commitment make a difference Apostles are clearly troubled as they realize that Jesus is preparing them for what's about to occur. He promises not to leave them as orphans, that he is sending the counselor, the Holy Spirit. Step into the shoes of one of the apostles. What might you be thinking? What does Christ mean by the Spirit of Truth? Jesus encourages the apostles to obey his teachings. He even says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Just let that message soak in for a minute and then think how you receive these words as it applies to your commitment as a disciple. Jesus explains that the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, has a specific role to play. Consider how the Holy Spirit teaches you, reminds you of Jesus' teachings, and brings you peace. Consider this beautiful passage in its entirety. Can you allow yourself to be comforted by Jesus Christ?
0: Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you are the way and the truth and the life. Thank you that you send us the Spirit so that we are not orphaned, but that we are comforted, that we have an advocate, that you leave us with the Spirit who leads us into your truth. Lord, we pray that whatever it is that we are walking through right now, and as we walk with you to the cross, that we might follow you with obedience and with trust and with faith and that we might receive this spirit and the gift that you so desire to give to us that we might walk in your ways be obedient to you that we might love you that we might serve you lord thank you for your love for us and your good gifts to us your children amen amen well duff thanks for being here with us, this thank is, you for inviting this is fantastic. me.
2: fantastic. I feel honored to be in the Hannessey Howard <laughs> recording studio. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's and, no other place like it on earth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric as always thanks for your your beautiful music, um, beautiful passage. Uh, there's so much, so much in here. Right, we, we could spend we could spend a long time with. We could spend all week. And yeah, any of these questions and and any of these ideas. Um, Maybe I'll just I'll just jump in with your with your first question as we sort of reflect on this, the idea of Jesus preparing a place for the disciples and that that sense of belonging. I think, um, I think that's something that really resonates with with me, and one of those one of those passages that that I kind of come back to of of finding a place of belonging with with the Lord. And I think it's amazing to me that that God desires, desires for us to belong to him and to be in his house, to be with him in that sense. Um, it, it's easy. Maybe I think I can easily think of Jesus redeems us and Jesus covers our sins. And I mean, that, that stuff's amazing too, right? I mean, that, <laughs> it's not like that's small <laughs> potatoes, but, um, but more than that, that, that not only does God do that, but then God also desires to bring us into the family and to give us a place at the table and to give us a sense of belonging that would that we belong to him that we're not simply forgiven but parable of the prodigal son you know we are we're welcomed home and i think that that to me is just uh, astounding um one of those one of those mind mind-bending truths um and but you, what about yeah what?
2: well and you see in when you really dig deep into John and you look f- for some of the themes, you you often see uh, language around "I have chosen you." Yeah, there's yeah. A, a a choosing. Um, you'll see him talk about uh, that God has given mm. these these people to him. Yeah, so yeah. um, so that the, this gifting, it's almost like a claiming that he that he claims us. Yeah that he wants us, yeah. he desires us to be in family with him, to be present with him, that he yeah. goes to prepare a place because he wants us to be with him forever. I mean, that's that's not just uh, a rental for a couple of yeah. months. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a, a not, not an Airbnb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not an Airbnb. Yeah. That is a home forever no. with him. I mean, the... The one who flings galaxies into being wants to be in relationship with yeah. each of us. It's pretty amazing. It's
0: pretty, cool. Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: pretty cool. Well, and I think, too, and even I, I've been teaching Old, Old Testament, you know, for the last five years, um, just the last year. But, but God, in the beginning, obviously creates the heavens and earth. And does create a place of belonging and creates a place for humanity to be. And in sin, we re- reject that gift that God has given to us. And God continually um, seeks us out and wants to be with us. But, you know, through the Old Testament, you God instructs the people to provide, in some sense, create a place for him so that he can be mm-hmm. with his people, Right. And that's sort of we think of temples and you know most religions have some sort of space that humans kind of create so that the deity can in some sense be with them and, and the God of Israel is unique and wanting to be right at the center of the life together, but then this like this twist that no longer you needing to create a yeah. place for me, but I am creating a place for you um and and that you know that's kind of an amazing um amazing t- twist in sort of how we often think about religion. It's what do I do for God? And what have I done for God mm-hmm. recently? And God yeah. says, hey, don't worry. I've taken care of it. Right, <laughs> I've done it all. And, and I'm actually, I'm I'm providing the space. You know, I'm providing the meal. I'm providing the... And, and I want
2: you to feel really comfortable. So I came down yeah. incarnate so you could get to know me really well. And yeah, I yeah. could, and, and relate with me. And I can give you teachings. And I can, you know, build the church. So he... He came to, to get really well. That we would feel comfortable with him, get really well acquainted with him, yeah. and then he has he has to go to the cross and yeah. and die on our behalf. But he, as this is sinking into the apostles, he gives this reassurance that this mm-hmm. isn't the final word. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, he he's he's told them they did they don't get it because they're not set, standing by the empty tomb waiting for him on <laughs> <Yeah>. Sunday morning. <laughs> takes them a while to get it, but he he tells them. That the light's only going to be with them a little bit longer, but he's going to send the advocate. He's going mm-hmm. to send the counselor. They don't have to go it alone.
0: Yeah. I
3: think that uh, that phrase, the advocate, that you were just talking about, and um, thinking of lunch in high school and middle school, and where you sit says something about first your reputation and then and the reputation of the people that are sitting with you which leads to all kinds of problems of course and some scars we're still recovering from <laughs> <the most laughs> Endured public school and whatnot yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but um god is willing to identify with us mm. regardless of where we're at which mm. is fascinating he stakes his reputation uh but that staking of his reputation isn't him staking it on us; it's staking it on the reputation of Jesus. Mm. Um, and so, for us to be brought into that identity is uh, mind-blowing and incredibly humbling. And in the mm. fact that it's uh, not only momentary but it's eternal. Mm. And then I think about the human institution of the of the church and the pervasive brokenness of it that we, you know, you constantly see it in headlines and stuff, and we go, oh, how could this happen? Well, guess what? We're all pretty much the same kind of people that wind up in the headlines They just uh, hope, hopefully that the uh, the Holy Spirit holds us fast, and we are willing to follow His leading and, you know, uh, not wind up in those circumstances and whatever, but the fact of the matter is that sin is sin, and that God is wholly other And he's willing to take all of that on himself and um, invite us to his table. It's Mm. mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Total shift in reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that idea that God loves us not because we are beautiful, but in loving us, God makes us beautiful. You know, God... Doesn't choose to sit with us at the lunch table because we're the cool kids, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I uh, was not the cool kid. God, <laughs> no, <I do>. yeah. <laughs> God says to you know Israel in Deuteronomy, I didn't choose you because you were the most numerous, because you were the most powerful. Um, I didn't choose you because of any of that. I chose you because I loved you, and that's that's the way of that's the way of Christ, and that's the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um. Uh, just just from a you know we. D- I love these questions. We don't have time to go through through all of them, but um, any as you think through and as you sort of thought, heard the passage, read and uh, heard these questions, read. Was there any one in particular that that st- stood out or, or resonated or got you got you thinking?
2: I think one for me, and this one has been. Uh, Challenging for me in the past that I've really had to think it through, and that's when he says, "If you love me, Mm. you'll obey my teachings. You'll follow my commands. Basically, you'll you'll do what I'm asking of you."
0: Yeah,
2: and that's a that's a tall order, (laughs) isn't it? You know, because we know we're not perfect. We know that we know his teachings, and we think through. Gosh, I'm not worthy or capable of following through on some of his yeah, teachings yeah. sometimes. So I think that one's gritty for mm-hmm. me that one's yeah. that that one you know works on you and it causes you to to consider your life as a disciple yeah. But then again we circle back to that reassurance that it's his grace mm-hmm. and and again that he sends the Holy Spirit to continue to guide yeah mm-hmm. to guide us yeah, then. so so then you you can kind of take a deep breath and say, Whew, okay I don't I don't have to do this just with my own strength and might. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to walk alongside me yeah. in this discipleship journey
0: yeah I, I love that Duff and and I, I think as a rule follower myself and as someone that's uh, I think that that is it's challenging but I, I love the you know if if you love me, and and there's both a I hear it both as a if you love me then these are the things you should be doing or or maybe should not be doing, but <laughs> but also in that like if you love me and and if the spirit dwells within you, then you know Jesus, I will begin to work in you to right. kind of transform you, right? Like when, right. when when your heart is consumed with Christ when when your heart is captured by Christ it you know this side of glory imperfectly but it does begin to change who you are and just that reminder of sticking close to Jesus Mm -hmm. as you said like this is this is not about us just muscling up and being better um, but it's about the spirit at work in and through us and staying close to Christ and walking with him to the cross and it's 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 about that relation that transformative relationship and um, you know teaser for tomorrow but we'll hear about Jesus being the vine right yes. <laughs> and, and staying close to the vine that, <laughs> that 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 these these themes that are woven throughout this this discourse but
2: And he yeah. does a lot of that you were talking about that circular type of language the father is in me and I am in him and you are in me and therefore yeah. you know the father yeah. and yeah. so you, you see that you, you you see that throughout these passages yeah. of John and so all this it really brings it home to rest that you're not alone this is family this is a sense of belonging yeah. and um yeah.
3: yeah for sure i think we tend to find the that phrase obey pretty intimidating but uh i love that um that jesus specifically says love and when you mm-hmm. think about um like marriage for example mm. um there's a lot of stuff you do and a lot of stuff that you don't do because of love you've made mm. this covenant promise and such and um while your attentions or whatever else your nat- your natural tendency might be towards something else your your love holds you fast there there's that you yeah know, great song he will hold me fast <laughs> yeah. um but anyway yeah that um that nature of that relationship transforms everything. Uh, in my opinion, there's there's not just a box that you're trying to keep inside of. And that Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit to to walk with us and reform us. Uh, is, is incredible, so. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this is good good conversation. We could go on for a little bit longer, but I think we're we're toward the end of our time. So, um, thanks to our listeners as always. Hope something in these questions the music has been uh, encouraging or maybe challenging um, has brought you closer to Christ and closer to the cross and remember that he goes before you that he is the way the truth and the life that he is preparing a place for you and that he will not leave you as an orphan so um, whatever you are stepping into today or this week uh, know that Christ is with you that you are not alone and that his grace is sufficient and we'll look forward to um, being with you tomorrow. So, grace and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ to you.
3: Is that he will not leave you orphaned frequently, or orphan a person who has lost his parents? Yeah, you had... you had you Troublemaker. Had, you, yes, troublemaker. Yeah, yeah
2: troublemaker. Right.
3: I avoided my discourse comment on, you know,
0: discourse <coughs> or dat course, you know. Dat course. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're, uh, <laughs> this is cue, cue the cue music, and we'll talk <laughs> yeah. at yeah. you tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs>
2: I loved your prayers.